And welcome to another edition of GalaxyMoonbeamNightSight.com. We are the Retro Talk Network where we talk about anything having to do with nostalgia, radio, television, movies. If you plugged it in, turned it on, listened to it, or watched it, we talk about it here. I'm Smitty. I'm Mike. And I'm Ian. And we're very happy to have you with us on another edition of Galaxy Moonbeam Nightsight, GalaxyMoonbeamNightSight.com. We're all here with you. Let's first of all very quickly tell you how you can reach us and how you can visit our website. Our website is GalaxyMoonbeamNightSight.com. That's N-I-G-H-T-S-I-T-E. Our email, if you want to send us an email, we'd love to hear from you, is GalaxyMoonbeamNightSight.com at gmail.com, galaxymoonbeamnightsight at gmail.com. So drop us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know how you like our shows. Also, we are now on Facebook. Visit the Galaxy Moonbeam Nightsight page on Facebook. Friend us if you are a Facebook fan and join us on our page. We'd love to hear from you. I'm going to have uh, some news about a very interesting website having to do with the 50th anniversary of JFK's presidency. But first, we're going to take a look back with Mike. And Mike, take it away. Well, it's a time for our 50-year flashback. 1961 is the year, and we've got an important birthday for us baby boomers. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Fritos, the crunchy, high-sodium, artery-clogging snack food. Happy birthday (laughs) to you. That's right, folks. It's the 50th anniversary of that corn chip, one of the most popular snack foods in the world. Made from cornmeal, fried in oil, and baked, usually in the shape of a small noodle or scoop. The corn chips were thick, yummy, rigid, and what baby boomer didn't have a bag or two in their lunchbox Mm. at school? Mm. Fritos. You know, 50th anniversary, 50th birthday, I'll bet if you have an original little bag, one of those little small lunchbox bags Mm -hmm. of Fritos, that you left somewhere, maybe stored in a box after you moved out and recently gone into the garage and found it and opened it, I bet they'd taste just as good and be just as deadly as they were back then. <laughs> mm, I wonder what that would taste like. Uh, I don't wonder at all. <laughs> Ian, remember those yummy... Remember popping the bag open and they'd have that strong aroma and the flavor of roasted corn, mm-hmm. heavily dusted with salt? Salt. Yes. Oh, boy, I miss those. Before any of us were worried about sodium, cholesterol, fat... That well, didn't exist back in the day. And I was a Fritos purist. I didn't have to go with the chili stuff and you know the, where they got the Frito pie, which was popular. You mm-hmm. pour chili and put gobs of, not cheese, real cheese, but the cheese food. The yes, processed the processed cheese food. food. No, as a purist, I could eat a bowl of them. And, well, uh, yeah. I brought some, but I don't think we're going to open them due to the cutbacks, the budgetary cutbacks Uh-oh. here at El Cajon. They've uh, put the fire department and paramedics off every other Sunday. And unfortunately, uh, this is not the right Sunday to be eating Fritos. <laughs> yes, exactly. And we don't want Ian to get into any trouble here. Thank you. Um, no. What was your favorite snack food, Ian? Favorite snack food back in the old days? I had a sweet tooth. Actually, I went the sweet way. Oh, okay. Anything with candy in it with sugar I loved. Were you a Yoo-Hoo kind of guy? Yoo-Hoo's, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> I think it was more like, I like the penny candies. The penny candies. Okay, how much were they? (laughs) Oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) They were 99 cents. 99 cents. We had a guy on the corner near the school who used to sell all kinds of things. 
Uh, I, yeah, we had a guy on our corner, too, and, uh, yeah, that's how I spent my last year in high school at uh, juvenile work camp. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, after elementary school, there was a, uh, a thrifty drugstore across from the school. We were going there to get an ice cream cone, and I think it was a dime mm, for the ice cream dime. cone yes. yeah. for Heart the pack. single scoop, and I think it was 15 cents for a double scoop. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And that was, man, that was a big... And the other thing that I loved to get from uh, Thrifty was the candy cigarettes. Yes. Love yeah, those. Yeah, the candy cigarettes. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. How about the bubblegum cigars? Yep. Those were yeah, great. I remember those. Thrifty drug. Wow, we had one in L.A. in my neighborhood, and yeah. I remember the nickel scoop, and they mm-hmm. were hard packed. You could chew the ice cream. And summertime, you'd have a line all the way out to the sidewalk, and it was hard-packed. It wasn't a Foster Freeze type or it was the hard creamy. Pack, yeah. It was hard-packed, and it was hard. You chewed that ice cream. I always liked the sherbet. Oh, yeah. The sherbet was delicious. The, or- the orange sherbet. The orange sherbet. No, yeah. I always thought I got cheated with sherbet. Really? Yeah, I thought that was kind of like a cheap ice cream. I always liked it. I oh. thought it was great. They had the orange, and then they had the rainbow sherbet. I like both the of them. The rainbow, the sparkles, mm. yeah. Sparkles, yeah. So was that thrifty drug. Wow. Well, on the subject of candies, anybody remember Bonomo's Turkish Taffy? Sure. I don't. I remember I mean, it. may have been before my time. You put it in the refrigerator and slap it on a table, <laughs> and it turned into a million pieces. That's right. That sounds almost like an Abba Zabba or something, if you're frozen Abba Zabba. Oh, you you warm it up, and you can stretch yeah. it for yards. <laughs> Miles. Yeah. <laughs> we, we call that instant tracheotomy. Because <laughs> yes. those pieces were sharp. They were, they were actually shards. They were, they were lethal. They, they were get, lethal, yeah. If you carried one, you had to be registered with the police. Yeah, you could take an eye out. <laughs> they were illegal in 38 states. <laughs> yes. And highly frowned upon in the other 12. <laughs> I remember those ads. B O N O M O Bonomos. Oh oh oh, it's Bonomos. Candy. Taffy. Uh, something like that. Taffy. Something. Oh, interesting. Wow, pretty good. But anyway, Fritos. Fritos. We salute you. <laughs> yeah, Fritos and uh, Raleigh Filterless. Breakfast of Champions. <laughs> anyway, uh, I would like to, I'd like to do a toss out and thank BabyBoomers.com for uh, their wonderful website. If you're so interested in your baby boomer and want to know what happened in any year of choice. Uh, all the years of baby boomers, which we know are 1946 through 1964, go to our good friends at babyboomers.com. Look it up. Uh, I'm looking at the page now, 1961 Events and Facts, and you'll learn all about science and technology, major events. I know, Smitty, you've got a good story coming up on JFK here, but... I'll go get another bowl of Fritos and take it away. Very good, Mike. Well, thank you. Enjoy your bowl of Fritos. And Mike is going to have, uh, occasionally, we'll have little tidbits, little flashbacks for us like that. And uh, we're going to look forward to that. So thanks, Mike. I did have some information about a website that I wanted to to share with all of you. And uh, as all of you are aware, from January 20th, 2011 to November 22nd, 2013, will be the 50th anniversary of the presidency of John F. Kennedy. Many who recall his presidency are reminded of the hope and energy that JFK projected in his speeches and his acts as president. Whatever side of the political aisle you are on, it is a time to look back not only at JFK's presidency, but at the state of our country and the world 50 years ago. Baby boomers remember JFK, and certainly many people in their youth were influenced by the young president who would lose his life in office in 1963. In commemoration of the 50th anniversary of his presidency, there is a website that I discovered and wanted to share with you. It is called jfk50.org. That's jfk, the number 50.org. This is a historical website and documents events in the presidency of President Kennedy, events going on in the world, and those events in the president's administration that had a great influence on this country and the world. There is a history timeline that features events during the Kennedy administration, 
Clicking on any of the icons will take you to pictures and documentation about that event, or in some cases, film clips and news reports about that event. Now, some of the events depicted in the timeline become active when their 50th anniversary has passed. And if you click on an event whose 50th anniversary has not yet happened, it will tell you that the event is in the future and to check back later when it will be active with further information. Now, there are many other features in this website. Among them are interviews with individuals who are still influenced by President Kennedy to this day and a section where you can download pictures and materials that you can use to put together a display on JFK's presidency. Now, this would be very useful for teachers and for librarians and people who are interested in putting in a display about JFK. So I urge you to visit this website and check it out for yourselves, whether your interest is in President Kennedy's administration or history from the early 1960s or such things as the space race, civil rights, or the Cold War. You will find something of interest on this website. Again, the website is jfk 50 jfk50.org. If you go to this website and would like to share some of your findings with us, or if you have any memories from that time period, drop us a line here at Galaxy Moonbeam Nightsight at our email address, which is galaxymoonbeamnightsight at gmail.com, and tell us about it. We would love to hear from you. So that's some interesting information. Yes, Mike. That song we rolled into on the Frito story was Wonderland by Night, Bert Kempfert. Oh, very good. Is he still around, Ian? You know, I, I don't know. You and him still on the same softball team? <laughs> they, uh, I understand that uh, Bert and uh, Ian were still attending the same lodge meetings every week. Yes. Uh, the, yeah, the, what was the lodge with the honeymooners? The, uh, the Royal Order. The, the raccoons. The raccoons. Ooga, ooga. That was Wonderland <laughs> by Night, Bert Kempfert. Uh, uh, we've had a lot of requests to play a little more music on the yes, show. This yeah. is one of the hottest uh, uh, chart-busting songs of 1961. Wonderland by Night. Oh, my. Bert Kempford, yeah. Mm. Excellent. Kind of a nice alternative to all that rock and roll we had. Yes. Yeah. It is. All right. All right, very good. Well, we're going to pause right now for our retro commercial, and then we'll be back with more. Ian Rose has a piece for us, and we'll be back to hear that right after this word. Here is an offer from Stop at Spray Deodorant that you won't want to miss, but you'll have to hurry. This special value package of New Stop at with its anti-immunity factor, gives you a 45-day trial bottle free when you buy New Stop Bet at the regular price. Use the trial bottle, and we know you'll be convinced that New Stop Bet is more effective than ever. Otherwise, return the regular size, and your money will be refunded. This offer is limited, but you may still be able to find this special package with its generous trial bottle in your store. So hurry. Ian, do you remember uh, Stop It sponsored What's My Line? No, I didn't, but I remember what the Stop It looked like. It was a squeeze. A little squeeze bottle, yeah. And it was one of those. They were one of the sponsors of What's My Line. Mm. Mike, do you remember that? Stop it? No, I thought that was something for lower digestive problems. But oh, no, <laughs> no, I've, I, no, I've, I've heard of most of these. What's my line? That is one I've not heard of. Really, Stop it was one of the heard uh, of Geritol. Uh, Ger- yes, Geritol. Yeah. yeah, Lawrence Welk used to be sponsored by a Geritol. Geritol. Kid, folks, take Geritol. Uh-huh. Too many that. bubbles many the night bubbles. before. And then there was Seratan, which was nature spelled backwards. Nature spelled backwards. That's right. I remember you telling us about that. That was real interesting, Ian. I, well, where are we going with this? I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> welcome back to GalaxyMoonbeamNightsight.com, the podcast. We talk about anything that's plugged in, communicated, radio, television, phonograph, Morse code, anything that involved the golden years of communication between people. I'm Smitty. I'm Mike. And I'm Ian. And we have a double bicentennial right here, a triple if you count the music. 
Ian Rose, would you lead the orchestra? Well, figuratively speaking, of course. Actually, I'll cue the music. So we have two times 200 years right here. It is the birthdays of Horace Greeley, who said, Go West, young man, go West. And there's Harriet Beecher Stowe, whose writings prompted an end to slavery in these United States. She, too, was born 200 years ago this year. Those two are two landmark figures in the history of this great republic. And right now you're hearing the music that is playing Franz Liszt's Les Preludes, which you may recall became the theme to the third Flash Gordon serial in 1940, where he conquered the universe. So um, anyway, we got to, they were born 200 years ago this year. Of, of the two we're talking about, the two bicentennials. The music, no doubt, sounds familiar as you say. The, you, you've heard it, of course, with the Flash Gordon serials. You may have heard it other places where they like to introduce things with a, with a big dramatic flourish and that sort of stuff. All righty. Now, what do you do when you after you conquer the universe? That's the question. Well, <laughs> there's not much, nowhere else to go. But you might start heading west if you're thinking about going anywhere. In an editorial in the 1800s, he famously advised, go west, young man, go west and grow up with a country. And now some have claimed that somebody else uttered that phrase. You mean it wasn't Horace Greeley after all? Historian Walter A. McDougall quoted Josiah Grinnell, who was the founder of Iowa's Grinnell College, and he said, quote, I was the young man to whom Greeley first said, and I went. I'll have more on the significance of go west phrase at the end of this segment. Harriet Beecher Stowe was born... June 14, 1811, and died July 1, 1896. She was an American abolitionist and author. Her novel, Uncle Tom's Cabin of 1852, depicted life for African Americans under slavery. It reached millions as a novel and a play, and it became influential in the U.S. It energized anti-slavery forces in the American North while provoking widespread anger in the South. Recently, she was honored June 13, 2007, the U.S. Postal Service issued a 75-cent Distinguished American Series postage stamp in her honor. And while we're on the subject of centennials, it is the sesquicentennial of the Civil War, which, of course, connects with Harriet Beecher Snow. This Civil War started 150 years ago this year. The U.S. Civil War, 1861 to 1865, also known as the War Between the States. Our worst war in death toll, 660,000 dead. FYI, a heads up, there's a new book out on Abraham Lincoln's funeral and Jefferson Davis fleeing as the Confederacy fell. And contrary to earlier rumors, he was not wearing his wife's dress. Besides, the dress wasn't his size, and it clashed with his goatee. In any event, I'll have more on the Civil War coming up in the weeks ahead. There is yet another significant centennial for 2011. It is the authorized King James Version of the Bible, translated by the Church of England, began in 1604 and was completed in 1611. That's 400 years ago this year. So what is that, a double bicentennial? And so why the change with the Bible is the question. In other words, why a new Bible? A newly crowned King James convened the Hampton Court Conference in 1604, and that gathering proposed a new English version in response to perceived problems of an earlier translation. Finally, we were talking about Horace Greeley, his quote, Go West, young man. The quote has had a lot of staying power. I heard it used in a Three Stooges short. Anyway, he was born February 3rd, 1811, died November 29th, 1872. 
He was an American newspaper editor, a founder of the Liberal Republican Party, a reformer, and a politician. His New York Tribune was America's most influential newspaper from the 1840s to the 70s, and this established Greeley's reputation as the greatest editor of his day. And he promoted reforms ranging from socialism to vegetarianism. Sounds like the current administration or Mayor Bloomberg, I'm not sure which. <laughs> so what's the date of this Go West editorial you're asking? Hmm? Let's think about that for a minute. You may be saying to yourself, well, you know, the Louisiana Purchase was made in 1803. So Horace Greeley's editorial was probably somewhere early in that century, the 1800s. Right? Wrong. It was actually made in the second half of the century. It was a July 13th, 1865 editorial. The Civil War had been over only by months. The migration west had already been underway for years, decades. Gold was discovered in Sutter's Mill nearly 20 years earlier, and that sparked quite a rush west. So there were westward rushes or westward migrations for some time, way before this editorial, 1865. Sounds as if uh, Greeley was stating the obvious. (laughs) Perhaps so, but Greeley was a man of influence, so maybe his quote was actually legitimizing what was already happening. Maybe this migration thing wasn't just a passing fad. It started, it was growing, and Greeley apparently was saying it was here to stay. The point of the spear of migration was over. Now it seems mainstream America would be taking part. And that migration continued. In the early 20th century, the movie industry moved west. Later, sports teams moved west. And I even got caught up in the migration. A century after Greeley's editorial of 1865 was 1965, I graduated from high school in New Jersey. And six years later, I moved to California. Thank you very large, and I thank Wikipedia, too. And I'm Ian Westwood Ho Rose. Horace Greeley, I remember studying Horace Greeley when I was in journalism school, and he he was not credited with a lot of the other sayings that I remember over the years. One is that he said... I never said all Democrats were saloon keepers. What I said was all saloon keepers are Democrats. <laughs> Very timely. The other one, which which is my favorite of all. I remember my grandfather used to give me this advice, but it's attributed to Horace Greeley. Common sense is very uncommon. Mm. So it is. I wonder sometimes if when, when people make quotes and they are people of influence, we're more likely to listen to them than somebody earlier who made a quote that, who wasn't such a big deal. Well, I think quotes were made and then carried on. They're almost like the it's almost like the the gravy bowl yeah. that's handed down from generation to generation to generation. Nobody really remembers where it came from, but everybody uses it. And it's been in the family for years yeah. and years and for decades. We're and not generations. quite sure how it got here, but it's but here now it's your turn to take care of it. Hmm. And actually, his his actual quote was, "Go west, young man, and grow up with the country." Yes, oh, that's okay. true. Yeah. yeah, that was the full quote. And that was uh, seems like everybody for a while was coming west, weren't they? That was really a, a big a big thing to come west. Yes, it was, and for obvious reasons. I yeah. mean, there was, um, you know, the there was less taxes, more opportunity. Sure, the old the old saws. They were all working back then. Well, his big thing, he had a lot of people, a lot of the younger people come up to him. He was very well off, very prominent. Of course, he was known as a newspaper guy, hmm. editor, mm-hmm. but they would come up, how do we make it? You know, where is our fortune to be made? And that's where he'd come back with the <laughs> common sense is very uncommon, go west, young man. He's trying to tell people, follow the trends, go where it, go where it goes. And another one of his one one of his sayings, which I really cherish, I should probably embroider that and put it up on the wall, is the darkest hour in any man's life is when he sits down to plan 
how to get money without earning it. Oh, think yeah. about that. Very, one. very good. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Horace Greeley. I, I've never really, uh, you know, studied much about Horace Greeley. I'm going to have now that Ian's done this piece. I'm going to have to to do a little bit more research on him. Sounds like he was someone that a lot of people looked up to. It sounds that way. Certainly, a man of incredible influence. And uh, his quotes are very, very meaningful. Mm. Even if they were borrowed from somebody earlier. <laughs> yeah, even if they were. <laughs> but the but the westward migration, and I guess the I've, I've always been fascinated by the Lewis and Clark expedition. Have you really? Oh yeah. And uh, in fact, just a, what was it? A few years ago, we had the the hundredth anniversary, bicentennial. the bicentennial, and the hundredth anniversary of the uh, the what was it, the the Louisiana World's Fair, the Louisiana Purchase Exposition in. Um, where was that? I forget where it was. The, the St. Louis World's Fair. That was 1904. Okay, that was just a few years ago. So that it would have been, the, yeah, the yeah. centennial. I think yeah. that was in St. Louis. Yes, it was. I believe it may have, I may have, you know, it may have Which well is have considered, been. isn't that considered the, one of the starting points of the Louisiana Yes, Territory? I believe it was, yeah. It was yeah. a starting point, and then yeah. uh, I think they followed it up in way back in uh, 1964 with the Seattle World's Fair. There was a connection oh, there. Oh, okay, okay. I got you. Oh. Okay. There's a tie-in. We'll do that on a future yeah. story. Sounds yeah. like a good one. Talk about the Space Needle and all the uh, things that were being predicted for the future yes. back in those in those days. Mm. Yeah, we yeah. had them fooled. All of those things have come to pass. They didn't have to waste their time foreseeing it. Exactly, yeah. See, yeah. We, huh. we beat them to the punch. And of course, the question is, why did Lewis get billing over Clark, I wonder? Well, That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, because normally I guess you would have thought it would have been Clark and Lewis, right? <laughs> I don't know. Well, if it had anything to do with the movie, Fred McMurray was a lot more famous than at the time than who was the other guy in the movie, Alan Ladd? I don't even know. Okay. Were they, in, were they <laughs> Lewis and Clark? Lewis and Clark, yeah. I missed that. The Lewis and Clark, the, the movie. I never saw this. 19-something or oh, another. I remember that. Fred McMurray. Wow, we. You're just a font of information that's embarrassing. Well, then there was Northwest Passage. Yeah, that was with... Um, Spencer Tracy. Tracy, right. Mm-hmm. Walter Brennan. Mm-hmm. 1940. Mm-hmm. That movie was the real McCoy. And yeah. It was in color, too, by the way. Yes, yeah, very good. Yeah. 1940. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Northwest Passage. Northwest Passage. Very, uh, very scandalous scene in that movie. I missed what that. Was what was that? that? Where the, the guy had uh, turned to cannibalism, and he had the oh. head of the guy in the bag and Ooh. he wouldn't show anybody what was in the bag and they finally opened it up they almost didn't let that go no, be done. that would have been pretty risque for that time period yes very yeah. much so yeah. and interesting enough you know talking about movies and this connection i oddly enough the st louis world's fair have you ever seen the grapes of wrath with henry fonda i'm aware of it. there's a scene if you recall where um mother joe just before they leave their little house and she's looking in a kind of a broken mirror and she's got a, a souvenir from the Louisiana Purchase Exposition of 1904. Mm. Kind of a, a moving scene where she's, I guess, obviously in her mind, she's reliving some memories of that. And she's holding, I think she, I think a pair of earrings or something to her ears, looking in this little broken mirror, and she's looking at herself, and she, she puts them back down and puts them in a the little bag or whatever where she's carrying them. So, oh, yeah, um, right. A lot of tie-ins to all that. I think that's where the ice cream cone was introduced. Uh, you're right, Ian. It was. I and know. I believe it was also where they first had uh, one of the buildings was electrified with electric lights, I think. I uh, are you sure? Uh, well, maybe. I thought the one in Chicago. Uh, maybe it was in Chicago. Was. Okay. You know what? We're going to have to research that one. Yeah. I um, think we should. And I did find the name of that movie. Oh, ah, okay. Oh, let me hear it. Okay. I forgot, but <laughs> it was Fred McMurray and the other guy. Alan Ladd. Who was the other guy? Alan Ladd. Oh, uh, no. It was not Alan Ladd. Uh-oh. They looked alike. Charlton Heston. I always confuse Alan Ladd and Charlton, <laughs> Charlton Heston. Yeah, you yeah. would. But it was called The Far Horizons. Oh, okay. okay. The movie what, what was year? The Far Horizons. Uh, yeah, I have to get back to you on that one. Well, while Mike is looking that one up, there's also was a uh, 
was a PBS special that was done, I want to say about 10 years ago or so, that was called Lewis and Clark, yeah. The Journey of the of the Corps of Discovery. Very mm. well done. Very well done. It's available on DVD. If anybody has any interest in that, I highly, highly recommend it. That's got to be, in our history of this great republic, one of two great purchases. That and the purchase of Alaska from the Russians. Yes. And the Louisiana purchase. And the, yeah. the, what, what we've gotten back in terms of just in money alone yeah. is multiple times more than what we paid for the thing. Yeah, exactly. And Not to mention all the money Paramount made trying to do these uh, historical knockoffs, which weren't even remotely close <laughs> To historical fact. Oh. I, I've got that up on the internet now. It is The Far Horizons. Okay. It came out in 1955, uh, starring Fred McMurray, Charlton Heston, Donna Reed, mm-hmm. one of my favorites, mm-hmm. Hot Lady. Yes, beautiful. And uh, Barbara Hale. Oh, okay. Barbara Hale, who was the secretary on Perry Mason. Della Street. Della yes. Street, and this one, she was the uh, Indian squaw. Sacagawea? No, that was Donna Reed. Oh, no. You must be thinking of Barbara Stanwyck. (laughs) No, wait. Fred McMurray? No, double indemnity. Oh, God. Oh, we're going crazy here. Oh, we're going crazy. Ah, the Fritos are kicking in. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, Micah, maybe we better put an end to it now before the uh, Fritos kick in. Yeah, it's Mm. time to cut off the O2 to this one. the O2, yes. So, take it away. Okay. What do we got up next? I guess we've got about the... This is it. This is it. This is the line, yeah. No, wait. I want to talk about Donna Reed some more. (laughs) No, I don't. Yes, I do. No, I don't. We'll talk more about Donna Reed on another show. Okay, well, that's uh, a wrap for this (laughs) show, and I appreciate good stuff. What another good show. Another good show. And we do appreciate you, the listeners, for supporting us and supporting us by your listening ears and uh, your feedback, uh, the great number of stars, all the good feedback coming through on Apple iTunes. We love it. Keep them going. It encourages us and Let's us know which direction to take on future shows. But that's going to be about it as far as this show. And uh, we're going to welcome you back to Galaxy Moonbeam Nightside another time. But as for this show, I am Mike. I'm Smitty. And I'm Ian. And remember, you can always tune us in to Galaxy Moonbeam Nightside. That's S-I-T-E, GalaxyMoonbeamNightside.com. You can catch a download link to our latest show, or for that matter, all the shows. We've got over, or almost 50, maybe a little over by now. But uh, you're welcome to download them all, one, or send them to friends, keep them going, and you can catch us on Facebook at Galaxy Moonbeam Night Sight. That's our Facebook page, our email for the keep those e-letters coming, galaxymoonbeamnightsight at gmail.com. And we're going to go away now, but we'll be back for the next episode of Galaxy Moonbeam Night Sight. Adios. And bye-bye. 